Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for joining me today on The Social Media Chef. It's me, Chris Tompkins, and today's show is packed. We're going to start off on segment one with how to make your marketing plan a good thing with 10 tips of things that you can add to your marketing mix. We're going to scoot over to segment two, and that is going to tell you why you as a healthcare organization need to be using social media with five reasons why. And we're going to scoot over to our final segment, which is our cooking segment, my favorite. And we're going to be talking about my personal recipe for rustic bread that won't take you gajillions of time to make and turns out beautifully. Um, so you definitely want to stick with us today on The Social Media Chef. Again, visit us online at servefreshmedia.com and follow us on Twitter at The Social Chef. Join us after the break, and we're going to talk about how to make that marketing plan a good thing. Okay, if you're like me, you're getting a little bit tired of always talking about one aspect of marketing, which is social media. Now, I love social media, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of other things that um, businesses can use just like mine and yours to build their businesses using marketing. So that's why we created The Social. The Social is not exclusively a social media group. It's about a bunch of people internationally getting together to talk about marketing ideas and sharing trends, tips, tactics, strategies, and also helping one another build their businesses. Follow us on Twitter, at The Social Go, to find out more about what we plan in the future what type of events we're going to be. If we're going to be in your neighborhood, you have to follow us in order to find out. We have a television show coming out, and our website will be up in no time flat. So you need to go on Twitter, follow at The Social Go, and learn how you can get involved in this brand new community. Thanks for joining us after the break on today's exciting episode of harrowing episode of the Social Media Show with me, Chris Tompkins. Um, if this is the first time you are tuning in, I appreciate you listening to our show. We come to you live every single week um, sharing basically a mixture of my two favorite things, online marketing and cooking in the kitchen. Uh, if I'm not, if I don't have a keyboard underneath uh, my hands, I have a cutting board. So I want to put both of those things together and create a really in interesting show for you guys every week where two of my passions can maybe become two of your passions. Um, you can connect with us on Twitter at The Social Chef, and you can find us online at www.servedfreshmedia.com. There you will find all of the past recipes, tips, Radio shows, ebooks, exclusive downloads, videos, you got it. It's all there. So please um, take a trip over there and share some of the content if you like. Now, what I want to do is I want to start off today with talking about 10 things that will make your marketing plan a good thing. And if you miss any of these, this is posted on our website. So you can find that out there. Now, what I find as a marketing person, I've been doing marketing, you know, I feel like I've been doing marketing since I was born. 
Um, it's just such an innate thing that I see in everything, which can be a little irritating when you want to just be ignorant and enjoy something and not understand why it's being sold to you in a certain way. So that can be a little irritating. But a few glasses of champagne will, will obviously make that, will dull that sensitivity that I have. But, um, you know, marketing plans are such an interesting thing because anytime I speak with an audience um, at a conference or if I'm doing any sort of training at a college or whatever, people are always really, I don't know, slowing the uptake when it comes to the marketing plan. And I would venture a guess that there's there's lots and lots and lots of companies out there that do not have marketing plans in place. Eh, well, what can I do about that? Nothing, but I can try to give you some ideas on items that you can add to your marketing mix because I think having a marketing plan in place, obviously we we know this with me, I like marketing plans, I like plans because they save time and money. But um, some people shy away from the marketing plan because they don't really know what to put in it. So here's a couple things I wanted to share with you that I think will really make your marketing plan a good thing because um, a lot of us out there just don't understand what should really go into it. So these are some of the tactics that I suggest, and actually here's 10. So I'm going to roll through these pretty quickly, but again, this is on the website, so you, you don't have to get your pen and pen, pen and pencil uh, you know, handy. Unless you want to, go for it, be a student. But um, let me start off with number one, email blasts. Email blasts are an absolutely wonderful way of getting your information in front of your target audience on a consistent basis. So, you know, just make sure they're packed with good information and you schedule them on a regular basis. And when I say a regular basis, as much as you can handle. Don't say I'm going to do it every single week and then fall out after week three and not do them for three months. Pick a schedule you can stick to. Number two, article marketing. If you're writing all of these different blogs or you have... Um, uh, you've been published in different trade magazines with a great informational article that will help people understand a topic. You need to be sharing them on article sites. This is a great way um, to increase uh, your SEO and also awareness of your company. So if you want, if you even uh, Google article marketing, lots of different resources will come up that you can use. Now moving on to three, advertising. You know, this is something that a lot of people are trying to shy away from now because marketing budgets are even lower than they were back back in the day when we actually had marketing budgets that were a little bit robust but now everyone's trying to make a dollar out of 50 cents and it's it can be a little tricky but look to see if advertising is something that is going to be viable in terms of, of, of bringing you more business and i'm telling you it is for some some industries i have clients that um do they spend a hundred thousand dollars in advertising in a year and they actually get a return on that in terms of the leads they get from the promotions that they run. Just make sure that you do your due diligence before going in because if you're doing offline or online advertising, it is an expense that will affect your bottom line. Next, social media. Obviously, I'm going to say that because that's one of my passions and that's one of the specialties that I handle on a day-to-day -day with my clients at my firm, GoMedia. But um, it's a really great way of engaging, providing customer service, and really branding yourself. The next one is content marketing. Content marketing is extremely important. This kind of goes on from article marketing. Content marketing is just basically, you know, press releases, blogs, articles, blurbs, announcements, anything. You want to get out as much content as possible on your topic, business, product, service, whatever, to the masses on a regular basis. So it's um, if it's um, article sites you're going to use, if it's a press release site, if you're doing blogs, just make sure that you're doing all the stuff on a consistent basis because the more 
content that you put out on that internet, even if you're commenting on different people's blogs, this is all going to come back to you at the end of the day. Six is public relations. Um, public relations is absolutely wonderful. Just make sure that you find the right firm. Um, you are obviously going to do maybe do a mixture of print, um, television, whatever. Just make sure that you have the right firm on your side because it can be a little bit expensive. Now, video marketing is another great way. YouTube is the number two search engine after Google. Remember that because it's a very good, very, very great, uh, it's a great way to, to look at things in terms of video marketing. Um, you got to get in there. So stop holding back on video marketing and throw your hat in the ring. Eight is going to be contest and promotions. Any marketing plan needs some sort of promotions and contest added to it. Uh, these can be things that come, come up on a spur of a moment, but at least give you a, yourself a little lead time so that you can really promote it effectively using all of your marketing channels. This is a great way to reinterest old prospects and to grab the interest of new people that are just getting acquainted with you, online and offline. Podcasts another thing. Um, if you have expertise in a certain area, create your own podcast. That will help people. And also, you can even do ones where your podcast, you can use your podcast as a training for new clients or prospects. It's, it's the, the, the possibilities are endless, and they are very inexpensive to make. And the final one I'm going to talk about is events. Now, events is, there's a lot of things you can think about. Um, but there's lots of different exhibitions. There's tweet-ups. There's meet-ups. There's all sorts of things that you can do to get yourself out there, depending on what your budget is. Obviously, if you if you have hundreds of millions of dollars for promotion, you want to do exhibitions where you have huge stands, or you can just do local meetup groups um, where you can go in and network with other businesses. So those are 10 things that you can pop into your marketing plan to just shake it up a little bit. But check them out, try them out, and hopefully they'll make your marketing plan a good thing. After the break, we are going to talk to healthcare companies about why you do not need to wait any longer to get started on social media, on the Social Media Show. People need the basic necessities of food, shelter, and a sense of self-dignity. The Riverfund New York offers programs that are designed to help meet these needs in a safe and supportive environment and support and affirm all people regardless of age, sex, ethnicity, religion, and sexual orientation. Their numerous volunteer programs, outreach programs, and more help really truly empower people that are near or below the lines of poverty. If you would like to make a difference today, visit them online at riverfund-ny.com. Dot org. Again, that's riverfund-ny.org. There are no throwaway people, and every dollar helps. This is a very, very important cause and something that you can make a difference in today. So go to your online at riverfund-ny.org. Coming back after the break on the Social Media Chef with me, Chris Tompkins. Okie dokie, let's get started on this topic, healthcare social media marketing. Um, over the past couple years, it's it, we've I've seen personally 
with my firm, Go Media, a huge resurgence, um, or not, I don't want to say resurgence, but a huge surge is a better term, um, in the amount of healthcare companies and healthcare organizations that are getting involved in social media. Now, when we first, when I first started my firm about three, three or four years ago, um, healthcare companies were really had a, they weren't really ready to jump into social media because there's lot there's lots of unknowns. And also, with as a healthcare professional, you you probably know that there's lots of rules and regulations and HIPAA regulations and that you really have to follow, as well as internal uh, regulations that you have to you have to pay attention to. Not to mention that if you are a marketing director of a healthcare organization, there's going to be a bunch of people around you that have their own say and have their own take on social media. Well, we've been handling a lot more healthcare, well, I mean, almost exclusively healthcare organizations um, over the past year. And we've, I've been working really closely with them and understanding what their problems are and why it, it takes a lot of uh, healthcare organizations a little bit of time to get started on online. And um, I wanted to share some of my findings with you today because if you are a healthcare um, organization or you know someone who is working within one that wants to get involved with social media, I know that you guys are getting lots of pushback and there's lots of misinformation out there. And I think that I have five things that I'd like to share um, that I think might help you get a better understanding of how to get started and, and why you actually should get started in social media marketing. So the first thing I want to talk about is Facebook is not just for Starbucks. I think a lot of people think that uh, when we're talking about Facebook, we're talking about, oh, I like this person, and oh, I like a star, or I like this cup of coffee, or I like this computer system, or I like this da-da-da-da-da. It's not just for that. Um, people can, for example, if I have a sick relative and I have a hospital that's local that's giving them the best in service, I am going to like them on Facebook. You know why? Because I actually like them. <laughs> and there's a lot of people out there. So, for example, I went, I went locally and I was looking on um, Facebook for local hospitals. And they're not even on there. But then I saw one hospital that was which will take us <laughs> to one of the nether points. Um, the next point, which is number two, your audience and your competition are on Facebook. So that one hospital that I did find that was on there had thousands of followers, a brilliant page. They were offering all this, this great information to their audience. And you know what? They had disclaimers. So this is not an emergency helpline. If this is an emergency, call this number. Um, and it was it was really, really engaging and wonderful. And this is something that you can do as a healthcare organization. What you're doing is you're trying to improve people's health. And people are really interested in that, believe it or not, <laughs> on sites like on social sites because they can share it. Maybe I have a sick relative and I'm, I saw that you, you posted something about um, how to improve your cardiovascular health, I'm going to share that from your Facebook page and share it with that grandmother or that cousin that has those problems. So there's lots of degrees of separation, so to speak, but it's not just for these huge brands. You as a healthcare organization are a, a big brand in, of, its, of yourself, really, so you should be getting out there and throwing your hat in the ring. Another one is that your audience and competition are also on Twitter. The healthcare and medical community is not only on Twitter, they're active 
And I, when I say active, they are active. There's doctors, medical companies, hospitals, and so many more, and they're offering updates about news, guidelines, and you know much more on a consistent daily basis. Now, is everybody and their mother on there? No, because it's been a slow adoption process. But the people that are on there are using it, and it's impressive. So there's yet another massive active community in addition to Facebook, and Twitter's it's a hot spot for sharing information. So you definitely need to be in the mix. Um, the next one is, there. we're talking about LinkedIn now, there's a LinkedIn group to fit your needs, or about 50. <laughs> Just adding your hospital or company to LinkedIn is wonderful, and it's a very important step. But what if you could also add an additional audience of 50,000 to a million plus? Well, of course, that sounds great, right? Well, with LinkedIn groups, which is a function within LinkedIn, so anyone that's using it, make sure to click on the Groups tab. It's right on your main navigation. And you can engage with potential customers, patients, providers, whatever, based on subject, location, and you can really get in front of them on a daily basis. Now, I mean, that is some coverage right there, right? If you could do, um, if you could reach nearly a million people on a daily basis, that'd be great. Um, next up is YouTube. YouTube is the portal for promotion. You can using video as a promotional tool is a must in the healthcare industry. I'm sure that many of you out there that are within the healthcare industry have promotional videos um, of some sort. But having the ability to illustrate what your company is capable of, in addition to the skill of your team or products, is imperative when you're dealing with social media. Now, imagine having the ability to place this video on the second largest search engine out there, which is YouTube. It's only second to Google. Did you know that? Fully branded and packed with information, your YouTube page does nothing but build your profile, credibility, and positive sentiment. Finally, the one thing I want to leave you with is... Number five, act now or be left behind. If you are going to be one of those people that kind of holds off or doesn't really want to fight to get the social media into your organization, you're going to be left behind. What you're dealing with is a very, very social subject when you're dealing with healthcare. And a lot of people have different views. And you're dealing with a lot of different patients or consumers. So by not by shunning social media 100% or giving it to an intern to do, you're missing a trick. You really need to learn how to use it or find and, and outsource it to a company that knows how to do it if you really want to engage with your, with your target audience. I mean, I've seen some absolutely wonderful social media campaigns for healthcare organizations, and then I've seen absolutely abysmal where there's misspellings and it's just really, really tacky. So you have to know your game before you jump in. But I'm telling you, don't wait. Get in there now. Start with baby steps, and you can grow organically over time. You can always change. You can always delete. You can always step back. But I'm telling you, the longer that you wait, the harder it's going to be to enlarge your footprint on social media and online. All right, so that's my thoughts on healthcare marketing. Join us after the break for some bread recipes. you've been listening to The Social Media Chef, which I have to thank you for. Um, I really enjoy doing the show. And one of the things that I like to tell everybody is, you know, it's not just about the show. It's about the community. And you can find out more about our community at our website, Social Media Chef Online. www.socialmediachefonline.com will have everything that you need to really get jump started 
in terms of marketing or in the kitchen. We have various stories of Twitter marketing, Facebook marketing, LinkedIn marketing, YouTube marketing. And are you getting in the kitchen? We have recipes for every different occasion, whether it be casual or formal. Even we have some alcoholic drinks on there that you can make yourself. But visit us online, Social Media Chef Online, and get the latest in downloads, more free ebooks, videos, and a lot more. We hope to see you there at socialmediachefonline.com. Welcome back. Come into my kitchen. I want to talk to you about bread. This is uh, one of my favorite segments, as you guys know. I love, love, love cooking. And um, word has gotten out. Um, (laughs) So we were sent some absolutely amazing products from the WellBake organization. You can find them online at wellbake.co.uk. It's this wonderful line of silicone bakeware. It's unbelievable and I said, hey, I'm going to try this out and share it with all of you, um, what I've found and the recipes that I used. So the first one up, um, I wanted to make some bread. And, you know, one of the things that I always hear with um, with people that want to do baking, I know for me, I, I always stayed away from it. It just seemed like too much trouble. And then obviously, as you go through training, you need to get into it. So um, I actually found a happy medium with uh, baking, and I bread was the one thing that I didn't like because it took so long, right? Uh, so what I did was I came up with this recipe, and this recipe is really foolproof. So if you're scared about doing bread, you don't really have to be too scared. Um, it's all about time management, and it costs nothing, and it's very impressive. So I want to tell you how to make it is my uh, forget the bread maker loaf. <laughs> and if you miss any of this, uh, any elements of this recipe as we go through it online, <clears throat> you can find it on our website, servefreshmedia.com. Uh, so let's go into it. What you need for this recipe is five and a half cups of whole wheat bread flour if you want to be healthy. If you like white bread, use some all-purpose bread fl- white bread flour. That's fine. You want to do rye, use rye, whatever you like. Um, Two packages of instant yeast, two cups of warm tap water, two teaspoons of salt, two teaspoons of ground black pepper, and some olive oil. Um, Because we're going to be be basting the bread in that on different stages of the recipe. Okay, this is how easy this is. Get all the ingredients, except for the olive oil, pop it into a mixing bowl. Now, there's two things you can do here. You can actually put it into a stand mixer with the paddle attachment, um, which, you know, I do from time to time if I'm working on different things and I just want the the dough to be mixed. But you know what? Get in there. This is a rustic recipe. So use your hands. Get in there. If you have nails, ladies, grab that mixer. But um, I I like to mix it with my hands and knead it. And It it does take its toll. Your hands are sore afterwards, but you know why they're sore because you made some homemade bread with your hands. So um, (laughs) once you have everything really incorporated, fully incorporated, right, so I don't want to see any any um, flour on the bottom, everything needs to be t- incorporated. Roll it into a ball. Roll it into a ball and find, um, you can put it right back into that mixing bowl if you like. And get a, maybe like maybe one or two tablespoons of olive oil and rub it all over the bread. Okay? Then get a dishcloth or tea towel and um, run some hot water or warm water so it's soaked 
wring it out so it's not dripping wet, and cover it, the, the top of the bread. Then what you do is find the warmest part of your house. So if you're in a warm climate, put it outside. If you are, if it's hotter in your house than anywhere else, or it's hotter in your kitchen, leave it there, and let it go for an hour. After an hour, your bread should have doubled in size. Sometimes, sometimes if it's really warm, it will double within 40 minutes or so, or even less. But usually hours kind of how it goes. So now it should be doubled in size. Okay. So what we want to do is we want to punch, we want to punch more air into it, so we can have a nice fluffy loaf when we cook it. So what you want to do is take it out onto your counter, and your bread should be pretty elastic, so it won't be sticky like you know when you have a, when you're making cookie dough. It can kind of stick everywhere, or pasta dough it kind of sticks. So this should not stick. And what you want to do is you want to punch it down, so you get all air, all the air out of it, and knead it for about two minutes or so. Roll it back into the ball, um, cover it with another tablespoon of olive oil, grab that towel, put it on top of it again, and put it back on that hot spot for another hour. Okay, and during that hour, do whatever you want. Do your laundry, clean the house, do some check back on some emails, write write a blog, which I suggest you do. <laughs> you know, be you can you can do other things. It's not like you're just waiting here. So then, when when your uh, when your hour's up, your bread should double in size again. I punch it down again on that surface, knead it, and then what I do is I cut it in half because this recipe that I've just given you makes two good sized loaves. Now, what I did was um, I used the well-baked loaf pan, which was really, really beautiful and non-stick, so I didn't have to spray any extra chemicals or put olive oil in it. It was ready to go. So what I did was I get the bread then, after I cut it into two, two equal parts, and shape it into the loaves that I want it to look like. Now, you can make it, if you're not using um, a well-baked product or you just want to cook it on a cookie sheet, you can make it into a loaf size, a baguette size, um, a, circular size a circular shape if you want, um, whatever shape that you please. So get into the shape um, and then cover it again with the warm towel that you have and leave for 10 minutes in that warm spot. After 10 minutes, all you got to do, folks, is score the bread diagonally on top. You can baste it with olive oil and maybe uh, maybe a pinch of flour to finish it off and then pop it into a preheated oven around 400 degrees and this should take about 20 to 25 minutes to brown and you know it's done when it has that golden fresh bread color. With the wheat, it's a little bit harder to judge because the wheat flour is a little bit darker, but with the white, you can definitely see that, that browning loaf, beautiful golden color. When you're done, um, when your bread's finished, you wanna take it out of the oven and very carefully put it on a wire rack to cool. The reason you wanna do that is because you, your bread is done cooking, so you don't wanna have any more elements of heat around it. So putting it on a rack to cool will let it cool 360 degrees rather than just on the top, which if you just leave it on the pan, it will keep it will keep cooking. And in some cases, it may even burn if you're putting it all right onto a metal surface. Again, once this is once your bread's cool, even if it's hot, I like my mom. She loves to eat it like hot right out of the oven. Go for it. Just be careful. <laughs> Don't burn your entire mouth. But you, and then you can use it for whatever you want. Um, usually, you can get about almost five days or so out of that bread before you have to junk it into croutons and breadcrumbs. But I, 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 in my case, I have never seen it last more than three days. Uh, but, you know, with an Italian family, bread goes fast. <laughs> so try this recipe. Again, you can check it out on surffreshmedia.com, and you can see the well-baked product that we used as well as see the step-by-step -step pictures and blog on how we did the recipe. So just 
you know, to make it a little bit easier for you. Okay, so that is the wonderful bread recipe that I want you to try. And when we come back after this break, I want to talk to you about what we're going to expect coming up in the next few episodes of The Social Media Chef. So tweet me at The Social Chef and join me right after the break. Okay, let's be honest. Do you have a Twitter campaign that isn't going anywhere? Do you have a Facebook campaign that none of your target market is liking at the moment? Do you need some more engagement on LinkedIn? Or how about having some videos on YouTube that you just want more people to see? This is when you need to call Go Media International. We're an online marketing firm that offers crisp, fresh online marketing solutions. We do everything from websites to search engine optimization to keyword research to email marketing campaigns, online advertising, you name it. you got to check out our website. It's GoMediaOnline.com. Or if you want to talk to somebody about getting some help with your online marketing campaign, call us toll-free on 1-866-926-2636 for a free, no-obligation consultation. We have lots of ways to help you at Go Media Online. All you need to do is reach out. Visit us again at GoMediaOnline.com. All right, folks. Thanks so much for joining us today. I hope you were walking away with a couple more tips to use in your marketing plan. And if you're a healthcare organization, why you need to jump into social media, all the while eating a freshly baked loaf of bread. I know, what a crazy combination today. Join us in future episodes of The Social Media Chef. We're coming live to you. We have some great ones coming up. We're going to be talking about Google Plus and Facebook and LinkedIn and wonderful, wonderful more recipes for your uh, kitchen. So make sure to tune in on the next episode of The Social Media Chef. We'll see you next time.